What's up? It's Delaney, and I'd love to invite you to become an honorary co-host of the Self-Helpless Podcast. Do you want to pick episode topics and guests? Done. Want to surprise your loved ones with shout-outs on the show for a birthday, project launch, a much-needed divorce? Whatever you're up to, would love to be a part of the celebration. Get your favorite and least favorite quotes featured on the podcast, submit questions for our special guests, and find lots more new features and surprises at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. You'll also get added to our patron insider email list to easily redeem rewards via a quick email reply because we know hanging out on Patreon isn't everyone's thing. You can also opt out of emails if you prefer to be a silent supporter of the show. And don't worry, we do not Scrooge McDuck these contributions. 100% of proceeds go directly to operating expenses that make this weekly podcast possible and available to all. Learn more at patreon.com selfhelpless or simply click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for helping me fill the void of being the last standing host of the Self Helpless Podcast. Thank you so much. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Self-Helpless Podcast. I'm Delaney Fisher. I'm Kelsey Cook. And I'm Taylor Tomlinson. And today, you guys, we are talking about postpartum during this pandemic and all the women who might, uh, who might be suffering and might need some help. We have an incredible guest today, Keisha Tower, who is the host of the Kentucky Mama Podcast um, and Pregnancy and Postpartum Coach. And she is just so amazing. She really opened up so much in this interview. I mean, I was really blown away. Like, yeah. I mean, like you said, Del, we hadn't had anybody come on and talk specifically about miscarriages yet. And we got pretty deep into that and, uh, very opening and man, she shared a lot of wisdom for sure. She really did. Um, yeah, she, she talks about, um, yeah, being a mom and, and experiencing three miscarriages. She's got three three little girls under the age of five and, you know, full works full time and all this stuff. So, um, hope you enjoy this interview with Keisha. Yeah. We'll do some segments afterward. I'll talk to you guys in a bit. All right, you guys, I am so excited for today's guest. Not only is she one of my kick-ass clients, but she is the host of the Kentucky Mama podcast and pregnancy and postpartum coach. Give that for Keisha Tower, everybody. Yay. 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 Uh, Keisha, I'm so happy you're here. How are you feeling today? Um, good. I've been nervous all day, but now I'm just happy that it's here. So don't be nervous. Keisha, I, the reason, I mean, I love her so much. Not only do I feel like this topic is so relevant right now, because I, I think of all the women going through pregnancy, birthing babies and going through postpartum during this pandemic where people are not even like, able to let visitors inside of a hospital. Like I think a lot of women are giving birth alone right now. Yes. Like, can you imagine? So um, I thought it would be awesome to have Keisha on um, because she is a working mom of three and I just love her no bullshit approach to motherhood and taking care of herself. So um, Keisha, do you want to kick it off with one of your uh, favorite quote or least favorite quote? Your choice. Yeah. Um, so my favorite quote is actually by Charlemagne the God. He's like one of my favorite people. And but the quote is, uh, I truly believe things happen to you so God can work through you. And I'm not, I'm not like a religious or biblical type of thing, but that really, I think through my whole experience with postpartum, it kind of just stuck with me and struck a chord with me and kind Mm -hmm. of led me into the, you know, the coaching realm to help people. Mm. Love it. So That's true. Awesome. So true. That is awesome. Absolutely. And Keisha, do you want to tell us a little bit about like your background, where you're from, all the kids stuff, everything, anything you want to share? <laughs> so um, I'm from Louisville, Kentucky, and I am a mom of three girls. And uh, I have been with my husband 
for 17 years. We've only been married for seven of those years, but I've been with oh, people. Wow. 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 Um, I think I knew that. We always wanted to have kids. Like it was always a, it was never not an option pretty much. Um, we always loved kids. I always thought he was great with kids and I was great with kids, you know, so why not, you know? So after, um, a year of marriage, we decided to get pregnant and we got pregnant pretty quick and it was like, oh, okay, cool. Well, that wasn't hard. So, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, we went to the doctor and everything, you know, I had the pregnancy symptoms. Everything was like seemingly okay. And, um, they told me that the babies had stopped. Uh, there was, there were two babies. So I was pregnant with twins. Um, oh gosh. had stopped growing like two weeks ago. And I think it's kind of one of those things where you hear about miscarriage. It's just, you, you never think it's going to happen to you type of thing. Um, so it was like in that moment, I mean, the innocence of pregnancy was like taken away. Um, fast forward later, I have been, I've been pregnant six times, three of those times ended in miscarriage and three were successful. Wow. Wow. I'm so, so sorry. It's just, um, yes, it, I mean, it was definitely hard and it, you know, I keep saying it just, it totally, it ramped up the anxiety through when, when your first pregnancy ends like that, it's just, it's so, so, so much. Um, and I was never per se, like, a, I was probably a typical worrier before, but not, not by any means necessary, like super anxious or depressed or anything. And so when I kind of got hit with postpartum depression, I was, it was just like a blow to the gut. So, yeah. 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 Thanks. For I can only, up. Oh, go ahead. Taylor. Oh, sorry. Um, I can only imagine how, like, I imagine it would be sort of like traumatic almost to get pregnant again after a miscarriage. Yeah. Because from that point on, it's kind of like every time you um, go to the bathroom, you think you're going to see blood. Oh, wow. Gosh. Every, like every, even as it gets later in pregnancy, you know, when you can actually see your bump and you can feel the kicks, if like they don't kick, you're like, oh shit, what if something? <sighs> so I think from that first time, it kind of <clears throat> was almost like a PTSD type of thing. Yeah. Like, um, you just, there, there's never a moment I never enjoyed being pregnant ever. Mm. Um, and I would say it was largely in part due to my first pregnancy for sure. So yeah. that makes total sense. Oh yeah. my God. Thanks for opening up about that, Keisha. I really appreciate that. Um, how old are your kids now? Your three uh, girls? The oldest is five. Uh, the middle is three and the youngest is going to be one tomorrow. So, oh my wow. gosh. Three kids under five. <laughs> Girl, you deserve a medal. <laughs> holy shit um well like i definitely like i mean we've never talked about miscarriage on the show and it's definitely a topic we've been wanting to discuss in further detail and a very highly requested topic by our listeners would you mind sharing a little bit i know you you know you you talked a little bit about it already but what um the aftermath of that feels like like recovering from a miscarriage and all the, the emotions that go behind that and how quickly did you get pregnant again afterward? Oh yeah, good question. Um, so all three of my miscarriages were completely different. Um, wow. Um, the first one, it was called a missed miscarriage. So the first one was with the twins and your body basically doesn't recognize that the baby or babies in my case stopped growing. So it doesn't know to like naturally expel everything. Wow. Oh. In the event that doesn't happen, in my case, that was the case, um, I had to have what was called DNC. It's a pretty simple surgical procedure, but they basically go in and like scrape your cervix of all the tissue, which is the baby, basically. Yeah. Um, oh. So, I mean, I got put under, it was, I, I mean, it's, it, yes, it sounds like terrible, but uh, the recovery from that, it wasn't bad. Like I bled a little bit afterwards and I was down for like a day, but that was it really. Um, my second miscarriage, it was, so my first miscarriage, that was at 
13 weeks. So that was like on the borderline of kind of like, like safe to tell people type of thing. So, and that's um, so long to like, you know, over three months of planning and preparing and all these changes you're going through in your body. And then all of a sudden it's, it's not happening. So then the second one was, um, I was only six weeks along then, but I just kind of felt off, so to speak. Um, and I ended up, I kind of started spotting and I, I just knew, like, I can't explain it, but I just knew that it was going to happen. Um, like, so this time my body was like recognizing like, okay, something's not right. So, you know, the bleeding started. Well, then I went to work and I basically miscarried at work. Oh my gosh. Like in the bathroom stall, it was, it was awful. And, um, and this is not healthy and I don't recommend it, but we were going through a huge financial audit then. So I like stayed at work the whole time and I stayed at work because I'm a, I'm a controller for a manufacturing company. So I was like the go-to person for the audit. So I just stayed like, and then Mm. I work the next day and the next day and the next day. And it wasn't until like a month later, I was like, oh, I didn't like process those emotions. So now they're all fucking coming up and it was not good. So are you comfortable? And if you're not, it's completely fine. But like describing what that feels like, like physically to have a a miscarriage. Yeah. Um, So the first one, like the missed miscarriage, like again, your body doesn't recognize it. So you don't feel any different, so to speak. Mm-hmm. The only time I felt different after the first one was when they actually went in and like surgically removed everything. Yeah. Um, and I, I'll probably better answer your question when I talk about the third one. So the second and third one were kind of similar, but the third one, I was further along. Um, I was nine weeks pregnant. Oh, we had okay. went to the doctor, we had seen the baby, we had heard the heartbeat, oh. like, Everything was like, we were set up to believe like everything's fine. Well, then I started bleeding again and I just, again, I can't explain it. Like your gut and your intuition, like you just know something's not right. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I had to go back into the doctor and I was by myself. My husband wasn't with me. Um, I told him not to come, but I knew, like, I knew what they were going to tell me whenever the sonographer seen everything. And um, sure enough, I mean, I, I had seen the baby eight days earlier and then I went in and eight days later they were like, Oh no, there's, there's no heartbeat. So oh God. <sighs> at that point they had given me an option. Like there's a pill you can take to like help speed up the process. You could, I had the option to go through the DNC again, since I was already bleeding. I was just like, I prefer to just like let my body do its thing, like take care of it. Um, so this one was 1000% the most painful for sure. Um, so at that point I had been pregnant four times. So this is my fifth pregnancy. Um, I had been through like labor and delivery. Like, so I, I know what labor pains feel like actually miscarrying this one. It felt like you were delivering a baby. Like, oh my God. <sighs> contractions. And see, I didn't have that with my second because I, my, my second miscarriage, because I guess I was much earlier and this one, I was a little bit later. Um, but like had the contractions, like expelled everything. And like, I seen it and it was just like, I mean, and it's, Oh my God. It's so like to like literally sit there. And even though I was like nine, 10 weeks along, like to know that you were like laboring out your unborn child like that's for sure um for sure the most like physically painful the third one was so yeah I I was gonna ask but you kind of touched on this like you were were you having your birth of your children was it happening in between your miscarriages yeah so it was um and it would all this would also answer Taylor's question so um my first miscarriage was my first pregnancy. I got pregnant two months later, had a successful, my five-year-old. Um, then when we decided to have another kid, that was my third pregnancy, which was my second miscarriage. Um, 
we decided to kind of wait after that. I think had we probably tried right after that, we wouldn't have had an issue, but we just decided to wait. So it was like six months later, I got pregnant on with my fourth pregnancy, which was my second successful child. Um, my fifth and sixth were pregnancies were not planned. They were both accidents. Mm-hmm. Um, my fifth ended up in a miscarriage. And then my sixth was like, um, nine months later, I think. And that was my third child. So it's been literally every other time. Gosh, wow. Every other time. I can't even imagine. I mean, it makes so much sense why your anxiety has increased so much or like when it, you know, it increased so much when you were pregnant, because like you said, like even when you are pregnant, you're probably worried that entire time up until the birth of that baby, like full nine, 10 months, you know, worrying that something's going to happen. Um, my gosh. Well, thank you for sharing all that, Keisha. Seriously. It, it totally makes sense why you're passionate about helping women like navigate all this miscarriage, pregnancy, postpartum. Can you talk about um, how, like what things have helped you manage the anxiety of, of being a mom or, you know, when you were pregnant, just anything that actually, you know, kind of helped. Yeah. So there was kind of like, um, again, I kind of touched on it earlier. Like I was never per se, like an anxious person or a depressed person. Um, after I had, uh, my first child, um, there were some signs that were kind of like, okay, something's probably not right. Like emotionally and mentally, I just felt like things weren't well. And, um, (laughs) I remember she was six months old and, I finally felt like kind of okay to like get out of the house and I like had a drink and my husband had a drink, but we drove separate so I could drive home because I wanted to make sure that I was going to be home with the baby. But then after like one drink, I wasn't ready to go home. I was ready to like live my life that I had been. (laughs) And, um, it was when we were leaving, I got so like black out mad. And I was just like, you get to fucking stay while I have to go home and like be a mom. And someone, as I was walking out, someone asked me like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, I want to fucking slit his throat. Like I didn't really like want, but in that moment, I (laughs) I was that I was just like, what is happening to me? So to your, it's like, it was at that point that I was like, something's not right. Like I need to get help. So the therapist, that's when I started therapy. So five, I've been in therapy for five years now and it's been for sure, absolutely like life-changing for me. And the past, you. Yeah. the past year I've transferred over to the EMDR therapy, which has been absolutely transformational for me, for sure. Good. Yeah. Oh, so, awesome. So therapy has been the number one thing for anxiety and depression. Um, I'm very big into uh, CrossFit. And that is wonderful when I'm having a day and like you just go and you get a good workout in and it's, it's great. And even kind of like being in in, uh, quarantine right now, I'm very lucky that I had kind of built myself a home gym. So it's like, I can still do what I need to do and gives me a break from the kids, things like that. So yeah, Therapy, therapy and CrossFit for me personally have been have done wonders for my mental health. That's amazing. Awesome. Awesome. Um, can you, can you kind of like describe what your day to day looks like right now? Because you're a working mom at home with all the kids, your husband's an essential worker. What the fuck does that look like while you're trying to navigate all this and and stay sane? It looks like a fucking circus. (laughs) 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 You know, it's, I typical uh, should be the typical nine to five. You know, I'm still the controller of the manufacturing company. Um, obviously daycare is closed. So I have the three kids at home with me. My husband is an essential worker, so I'm home alone. So basically I get up at like five or six in the morning to get some work done before the kids get up. Um, because when all the, all the kids, they have different wants and needs. And we literally have breakfast for like two hours because as soon as I'm done fixing something, somebody else is hungry again. Um, 
during nap time, I get a little bit more work done, but then, um, at night after the kids go to bed, I stay up later to get more work done just because I just feel like there's still that underlying expectation that, okay, it doesn't really matter if your husband's at work or you don't have childcare, like you still have work to do and it needs to get done. Um, that's probably part of like, uh, yeah, I'm also a typical like type A as well. So, I mean, it's, um, uh, I feel drained, uh, 99.9% of the days. It's just, um, you, you, we're surviving like there, I, I couldn't imagine. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I feel for all the moms that have to do like the homeschooling right now. Luckily, none of my kids are in school yet. Um, Because fucking, oh my God, if I had to add homeschooling to that, I could not imagine at all. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, what advice do you have for maybe like a new mom that's going through postpartum depression for the first time, like in quarantine, is there, are there specific things that you felt helped you that can also be applied during this weird time? Yeah. Like for me, I think the alone feeling kind of never goes away. I mean, isolation or not isolation. Um, I think the main thing to know is like, you aren't alone and there are people going through things like you. That's kind of, um, why I just started doing, you know, started the blog and stuff. Cause I found myself like, I found myself wanting to connect with people who were going through the same thing as me. Um, because it was very hard to like talk to, I mean, even parents or friends when they're like, have their happy little baby and their happy life. And I'm just like, well, I don't feel like that. So yeah, I can't like talk to you about this stuff. Um, in reality, I probably could have, but it's just a lot nicer when you can, you know, talk with someone who's going through the same thing that you are. Um, so yeah, therapist is for sure always nice, but when you can have someone that can relate to your situation, I mean, it's just, um, like reach out to any, I mean, anybody, there are resources. Oh my gosh, there are plenty resources. And I was so blind to that. I was just like, no one understands, no one gets it. Like, I'm just not even gonna, I never really like put forth any effort and that was one thing that I wish I would have done differently. Um, I think I was probably in denial for a long time. Like, Oh, it's baby blues, baby blues. Cause that's like a super common thing. Yeah. Um, and then, and then, you know, I keep saying I didn't have anxiety or depression and I'm just like, well, it wasn't like that before. So why would I be like this now? Like, yeah, change. I can assure you that you can change your mood can can definitely be changed after you have kids. I think the number one thing is just like reach out to someone or ask for help that. And I know that's so hard because I have such a hard time asking for help as well. There are so many resources at your disposal. Um, You definitely don't have to go through this alone. That's awesome advice. Thank you. And you, you're, I mean, you're building such a nice community, Keisha of, uh, of women to help each other out with that. So definitely like, join Keisha's, um, Facebook group, the Kentucky mama, listen to her podcast. Like there's women congregating together to help each other out about this stuff. Um, so yeah, you're, you know, you are an excellent resource for anybody who's needing to reach out and, and talk and connect with somebody who knows exactly what they're going through. Um, can you kind of describe like what has been the difference in managing postpartum when the world was quote unquote normal versus this pandemic? what has been like different about it? 
Yeah. So like right now I'm kind of on like the, the latter end of postpartum. Um, but I think one thing no one like really acknowledges is like, once you have a kid, like postpartum is forever. Like you're forever postpartum. Like it just doesn't go away after like a year. You're like, Oh, I'm like not postpartum anymore. Like, yes, you are. You're still, you still birth the baby in one shape, way or form. I mean, still have the emotions. It's, um, I think for me, it's almost kind of been, um, it's kind of triggered almost like postpartum depression again, because when you're home alone, like even after you have your baby, um, you know, you get the visitors and it's the nice break in your day with the meals and stuff, but then they go away. So then like by yourself all day and it's just like, counting down the hours until your husband comes home or spouse or whoever comes home to help you. And like, that's where I'm at right now. Like I literally am like constantly looking at the clock. Okay. Now we're totally going to be home 30 minutes because it's just like, you just need that extra support. And it's hard to navigate because, um, we weren't seeing grandparents and, or friends or, or anything. So it's just like, you're fending for yourself. And I can't imagine what it's like for someone who is a first time mom, because I know if it were me in that situation, I probably would have really lost my shit worse than I did. And that makes me really sad because I just, I know how it feels and I can't imagine someone like going through that the first time and just like, not having anyone there for support. It just makes me so sad, really. I mean, yeah, well, not only when you're at home waiting for your partner to come home, are you wanting that physical help from them? But I'm sure, especially for you talking to three small children all day, it's like, you're so craving adult interaction and just being able to get back on that normal level conversationally to kind of keep yourself sane. You know, it's like, uh, we joke about it all the time, but like, even when, like when he comes home, I'm like, okay, I have to go potty. And I'm just like, God, (laughs) (laughs) for real, dude, um, (laughs) how Keisha, how are you? I know, like, it sounds like, I don't even know how you're able to like take breaks and stuff, but how are you able to give yourself just a little bit of space or downtime or breaks right now? with work and the kids and just all the things. So I do have, um, like two friends that have been coming over to help. So one of them, uh, owns a salon. So she has been deemed for the moment non-essential. So I obviously have no issue paying her to like help me with these things. And it's just in like, it's like from just like three or four hours, but that, and it's not every day, but it's here and there. And it gives me the small break to be able to, like think for myself for a minute and like work on work for a little bit. Um, and then not only that, I mentioned like I have in my garage, like a gym, I'm a, I'm a scheduler with my kids. So they all, they have naps and when it's nap time, I'll hit the gym. So like that is something that I look forward to every day. And I know I'm very lucky to have that. Like uh, I've been building that for a couple of years, but that's like, that's my sanity and it's very important to me. So, um, you know, my husband will come home and he's like, he can tell if I didn't have a workout or something. Cause he's like, <laughs> can you like go do something with yourself? Because you're being, <laughs> being an asshole. <laughs> oh, I, I, so saw, I saw a video recently of your kids, like working out with you it. in your home gym. And it was the cutest thing ever. <laughs> it was so cute. Like it's a nice, like, I know it's so yeah. cute. It's a nice like activity for all of you guys to do together, which is so awesome. So, um, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I know that I'm like very lucky to, you know, have, you know, a, a couple of friends that I do at my disposal to help. Um, but then, you know, here before long, their businesses are going to be reopening and daycare is still closed. So then I'm going to be really fucking screwed. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm God. I can't imagine like, yeah, not having access to any of the daycare childcare people usually have right now. Holy shit. Um, can you kind of describe Keisha, like where you were? I mean, you, you talked about like the moment that you knew something was wrong when you kind of like, uh, you got really angry about your husband staying at the bar and you had to go home that kind of moment. Can you describe like how you felt when you first were experiencing postpartum 
to how you feel now? And like, you know, is it more manageable? Does it still feel as severe? What is the difference between those, those times? So, um, I had it, I've had, I've experienced postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety with all three of my kids. It was 1000% the worst with my first. Um, and I think just because I didn't, I kept denying it and I kept like, um, I, I kind of refused to acknowledge the way I was feeling. Like, there's no way this is me. There's no way that I have this. I, I just kind of didn't believe it. Um, and then it got kind of much easier to manage with the second and the third one because I was in therapy. Um, I had the tools in place to help me cope. Um, the moment I kind of realized I was going through postpartum depression again with the second and third one, I immediately told my husband, like, this is what's happening. I know this is what it is. So just like, bear with me. If I seem out of order, like that's what, like, I tried to be very open and communicative with him. Um, cause that's, I mean, that, that's very important, but uh, with my first, I was a psychopath, like really. Um, I like, I, always thought someone was going to like hurt the baby. Um, like even people I didn't know, like I just, I thought they were going to hurt the baby. I thought they were going to take the baby. I was extremely paranoid. Um, I did not enjoy leaving the house because everything felt so hard. Um, I'm sure you can like imagine even having just like one kid, it's like car seat and the diaper bag. And I would just like, okay, well maybe we need like a backup diaper bag in case something were to happen. Like, I mean, I would go, I would take things way, way, way too far and way unnecessary. Um, and you know, just kind of not to mention my first had, um, she had colic. So colic is just basically, um, excessive crying oh uh, and gosh. nonstop. Like I didn't she know that's literally what cried from was. the moment she woke up until the moment she went to bed for four months straight. Oh my God. Um, oh. So oh. colic is just kind of like a bullshit diagnosis for, I have no reason why your kid is crying, but they seem healthy. So like, Oh gosh. Yeah. So it's just, um, it, it's kind of like, it kind of happens with all of them, like at three or four months, like the, a, a, a switch just kind of like flips and they're just like, a little bit happier and you're, it becomes a little bit more manageable. Um, and that was your first kid? Yeah. And you wanted to have more after that? I know. <laughs> I was thinking the same yes. thing. I know. I mean, <laughs> well, I, I have a lot of friends who their first baby, it has been like a dream, like no crying. They've been really happy. And then they're starting to get anxiety of like, well, we want to have a second baby, but like, fuck, I mean, what if this is really like as good as it gets? And then the second baby is like, a colicky baby. So this is a hard I mean, baby to follow. This first yeah, one. <laughs> for real. This baby's crushing. But yeah, yeah, that's just to hear that you were like willing to try and have yeah. another one after. Because I'm, I can't even for four months straight. I can't even imagine. Oh, I mean, again, I can't. Like, it's a blur. To be very honest with you, like, oh. I don't have really good memories of her until oh. she's about six months old or later. Like, I don't have. I didn't take pictures of her. I don't have pictures of her. Wow. I don't the only pictures I have are like what people took. Just because <laughs> like I was so mad and like pissed off all the time because I'm just like, I was very, I was very much so playing the victim at that point. Um, I was just kind of like, what did I do to like deserve this? Like, I mean, and, and the, it has nothing to do with that. Like at all, it has nothing to do with that. But because of the mental state that I was in, I was just like, this is my fault. I caused this somehow. This is my fault. Um, and so it just, it was very eye opening to like go through that. And like, even as I talk about it now, it just, it makes me kind of emotional because I know people go through that still. And um, it took me six months too long to like get help. And I just mm. cannot. I just, I feel for anyone that, that goes through that, like, because yeah. I know it's so difficult to navigate. It's not easy. It's not fun. Um, no one wants to deal with their emotions. Like, that's not fun, but it's, it's a necessary part of it to be a healthy human being. Like, yeah, that's such a great yeah. takeaway from this episode is just don't wait to get help. Like, there's just no, right. No need. If, if you are able to get help, then, then get it when you need it. 
Yeah. And then Keisha, you mentioned that like, you know, the next couple times you experienced postpartum, you were able to like see the warning signs. What were your like personal warning signs? I'm just thinking of anybody who's listening who might relate to that or might, you know, connect so with those. Me, it was kind of instantly like, um, my husband would suggest like, well, maybe we should like try to go some, like just go to dinner. And I'm just like, no, absolutely not. No. Like, uh, packing up two kids, three kids with diaper bags, with car seats. Like that sounds fucking terrible. Like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. So then the more times, like I said, no, and I would just keep confining myself to the house because that just is, it just seemed easy to me. Yes, it is easier to stay at home, but it's not healthy to be at home 24 seven. Like you need to get out and you need to do things. Um, for me that, that was always the number one sign. Like when I knew that, everything just seemed way too hard. So I just preferred to, I mean, I, I literally would not even walk outside my door. Um, literally just stay inside my house. Um, it just, it was very unhealthy. Very. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, you've been an amazing guest. Thank you for yeah. coming on and sharing all of your wisdom. Keisha. Yeah, that was, thank you so much. Like, thank you for being so open about everything. Obviously we understand these are not easy things to talk about and they're super emotional. And, um, yeah, you're just, I think you're just going to help so many women by, by opening up about this. So thank you very much. And where can people find you plug all the things? Yeah. So, um, I do have a podcast called the Kentucky mama. It's on all, uh, anywhere that you can get your podcast at. Um, I have a blog, thekentuckymama.com. Uh, all the podcast stuff is on there as well. Um, the blog is just basically, ugh, it's about everything. It's about, uh, same with the podcast. It's just kind of about, um, pregnancy, uh, parenting, like the not fun stuff, the fun stuff. Um, talk about my miscarriages. I talk about everything in there really. Um, and then also, uh, the coaching services. So, you know, if you, I just I try to help people going through things like me, going through miscarriages, you know, have the postpartum anxiety, have the postpartum depression, um, just give typical tools to help people um, navigate like a tough time like that. So you're yeah, awesome. It's amazing. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Keisha, where can people uh, contact you for your coaching? Is that on your website? Yeah. So it's on okay. my website, um, thekentuckymama.com, or you can right. email me directly at the Kentucky Mama podcast at gmail.com perfect awesome thank you so much i love you that was so great have a good rest of the day bye okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Oh, you guys, that was so good. Yeah, she She was was incredible. Yeah, She was awesome. She was so awesome. And, you know, we just recently had Justine Stones on the podcast who did an episode about setting boundaries during this quarantine. And Justine just did Keisha's podcast. So if you love, you know, if you love both of those women, they have a conversation with each other uh, on the Kentucky Mama podcast. So definitely check out that that episode, uh, especially. What a great mashup. I know, yeah, right? That's perfect. I know. Dude, that's some Beyonce Nicki Minaj collab, baby. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Those are two of my favorite people. Yeah. yeah. I, and I, I love when, when my clients collaborate and support each other like that. It makes me so happy. Like a proud oh, great. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. I'm going to go listen to that. Yeah. Um, we have an iTunes review. 
Yes, we do. This is from Kayla Wilt. Best podcast. I found this podcast after seeing Taylor at the Comedy Store in LA. She was so amazing that I immediately looked to find more from her. That's nice, which is how I discovered this podcast. I've been binging it ever since. Kelsey, Delaney, and Taylor have such a unique relationship with each other. It's easy to feel like you're sitting and laughing with your best friends. I was so happy when they decided to release two episodes a week during this pandemic. I'm a teacher and working from home has been so difficult. Whenever I'm feeling down, I throw on the podcast and completely escape. Thanks, ladies. You are all amazing. Oh, oh thank, so you. Nice. Thank, you. thank you. Thank you. I think it's Kaylee. Just oh, it Kaylee? Yeah, no. I just want to make sure that we're Kaylee. saying it right. So thank nice. you, Kaylee. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry I said your name wrong. <laughs> well, I don't even know what you said. What did she I think say? I said Kayla. Oh, Kayla. Thank you. I messed up. Whatever oh, I said, so it was sweet. wrong. <laughs> It's okay. She'll so so forgive you, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, uh, do we have yeah. some segments? Yeah. Who's got something? Yeah. I have a defuck. Let's go um, for it. I think I mentioned this on a Patreon because it was on a day we were recording, but Sam got the fucking flu oh. <laughs> like oh. last weekend. And I say flu because it was only for a day that it was horrible and then like another day that it wasn't great but it wasn't what it was that first day and we have not gone anywhere like we each you know yeah. did somebody's podcast so with one other person like we both did Marin's podcast like six weeks ago but other than that we've gone nowhere but the grocery store and for him to wake up and be literally in bed all day like fever all day had to like keep bringing it down like had to make him get in like a lukewarm bath it wasn't even cold and he's like shivering and just like uh, couldn't get up couldn't stay awake like so just so so ill and I was like, here we go. Like, this is it. It's happening. Yeah. Um, I was calling people like, is there a doctor that could come here and test? Like, how do we do this? Like, I just thought it was going to be, you know, a week or so. Like, I was just totally prepared. I was like, I'm going to get it. And uh, luckily, it was only like a 48 hour bug, it seems like. But the fact that and again, we should probably get, you know, at least the antibody test at some point, too, because, you know, there were there was like a week you know, back in March that I didn't feel great and was coughing a little bit. And, uh, right. you know, yeah. you just, you're just kind of waiting for things to solidify as far as how, uh, you know, reliable they are. Cause you keep hearing things about how reliable or unreliable they are. Um, but that was terrifying and we were furious because <laughs> we've been so mm. careful. So yeah. we were just like, yeah. are you kidding me? <laughs> Right. Get like we did we didn't even get to like do something irresponsible to warrant this. Like <laughs> right. we just touched the wrong can at right. bronze. Like this is bullshit. So that was oh. that was really scary. Um, but we got through it and I I think it really we've been getting along. That was about a week ago, and we've been getting along famously since then like before that we were kind of arguing a little bit about like dumb shit and now I feel like that really put it in perspective where like when I feel myself starting to be like a little bit of an asshole I just feel like I just think about how sick he was and I just remember how much worse everything could be and I'm like I really don't care who does the dishes or if anyone does let's throw them away throw them away and order new dishes their life is short <laughs> I can't spend any more time on bullshit. Right. So, that's a, a and a good shit. Yeah, yeah. So he's, he's like 100% again, Taylor? He's yeah, feeling he's back better. to normal? Oh, good. Yeah, I mean, every once that's in a good. while, he'll be like, his head will hurt really badly, and he'll be kind of like, ugh, I still don't feel like mm. all there. But again, it's so hard to tell in this environment because yeah. you're just... You, is it like it's like am I sick or just sedentary a right, lot of yeah. the time you know so it, it it might be one of those things where he has a little bit of stuff lingering like who knows it's and again should probably still get tested because it's so different for everybody from what I hear but um yeah he's he's a lot better now and uh 
Kelsey was a real angel of music and gave us her thermometer because I don't know who's hoarding thermometers, but you cannot find them anywhere. Um, We got a new one in the mail for you, by the way. So I, oh, you're lovely. Thank you. It's in a box and everything. Nobody's (laughs) put it in their mouth at all. I was like, I was like, I'll lice all it. Kelsey's like, just keep it. I'm like, fair. Totally fair. Totally fair. I was like, Okay, you're putting me yeah. in a weird position because now I'm going to have yeah. to tell you that I'm like not comfortable with that, but I feel kind of like <laughs> a cold bitch, but also like I really don't yeah. want, even if everybody was in perfect health, I really don't yeah. want a used <laughs> thermometer back. And 100%. especially when it's like, hey, my boyfriend has fallen deathly ill and he's going to put it in his mouth. Maybe his asshole, we don't know. We'll just kind of see how we're feeling today. Oh, we didn't and then. <laughs> And then I'll bring right. it back over, but I'll lice hell it. I'm like, set it on fire, do whatever you want to do, but like, right. it's not mine anymore. That's now yours. You that's guys have yours. effectively lifted your leg and marked your territory on that thing. Like, that's not, that's not mine anymore. <laughs> I know, which is completely fair. And I was not at all like cold bitch. I kind of assumed that would be the answer, but I also didn't want to be like, can I just have your thermometer and I'll get you right. one and have you be like, no. <laughs> right. You know, you but have- I went to like five different places. Like I went so many different places. and no drugstore had it there's like you know it's of course on a weekend he gets sick so there's just like disneyland length lines outside of walmart yeah you had to make the first chess move in that transaction of like (laughs) let let me offer this and i will see what you come back with and i made my move and then (laughs) (laughs) but i see that either one either one of those moves you made it was going to be like this isn't ideal either way. <laughs> yes, but, you know, really appreciated it. And again, do have a brand new one for you. <laughs> Thank you so much. I I everybody everybody listening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like you're going to, in a week, be like, hey, like, we just ran out of toilet paper. Can I just borrow some of that? I'll lice all the toilet paper. And <laughs> we'll oh, my just God, keep I would it. never. You <laughs> offered me, you offered me toilet paper at one point, And I was just like, no, 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 that's, that's yours. You earned that. Oh, uh, I got some today. That's like I think it's just really shitty because we're like we were pretty much out, and I was like, okay, we're just gonna you know we're gonna be using Kleenex, and it is what it is, and we've done it before, and we can do it again. And then I went to uh, CVS and I found some that I think is just shitty quality, so not a lot of people bought it. But I'm like, at this point, my <laughs> ass is not picky. I don't know whose ass is going <laughs> no. Oh, my <laughs> my asshole hates me right now because I've been trying to work through this shitty pack that we bought it's like just it's the tick the one we we're talking about where it looks like face blotting pads uh, yeah it's so scratchy and you know y'all you guys know my ibs situation i don't have a lot of phantom poop situations where you wipe and there's nothing there i gotta you know do some work and it really my asshole's very upset i don't like it and i would like a new pack but these are rough times these are pioneer times and you gotta go with what you got so what about wet wipes have you done the wet wipe i do i do have a pack of wet wipes and i can't recommend that enough for everybody everybody should everybody should have a wet wipe dude this leads into a a defuck i had cam and i bought a bidet we were so excited and it doesn't fit our fucking toilet so now we're still we're still using we have toilet paper thank god but um i want to order a bidet that actually works on our toilet because that just it sounds nice now to have that <laughs> just, you know, to use in a pinch and then you don't have to worry about it. Once you get, once you install a bidet, you're good. You're good. Yeah. You don't need to worry about all the toilet paper stuff and everything like that. Um, but, uh, yeah. Um, oh, I that have, sucks. Yeah. You know, what are you going to do? Just, I thought it was a one size fits all. I mean, I don't, a toilet's a fucking toilet. What? It, what yeah. A toilet's a toilet's a toilet. I mean, Measuring come on. Can we all get on one universal scale of toilet and make it know, easier right? for everybody? Right. I um, feel like I, all toilets are the same size. It's something to do with like the water valve or some shit like oh. that that I did not understand. So we have to get like a separate, a different thing. I have no idea. I don't handle any of the, the, uh, what do you call it? Um, putting things together in the home. I don't, I don't the assembly of yes. anything. So, um, I also have a treat yourself in uh, the same kind of, not the same vein, but self-care related. Um, I finally got a reusable Q-tip. What? <laughs> yeah. I finally bought, okay. I've been wanting to try it. Um, there's, there's a several different companies out there. One is like the last swab and a couple other ones. I fucking love it. It is 
silicone and all you do, you use it and then you rinse it with soap and water and you put it away. It's fantastic. I know it sounds so weird and gross. It's the best. I bought two. I bought one for my ears and one for like makeup so you can get, you know, stuff off of your eyeballs and stuff like when things fall. Earwax just doesn't feel like a substance you could wash you could wash off something. It does. Oh, you know what it is, Taylor? It actually, for me, they work better than Q-tips because the one that I got, it's like little, um, it's like little bumps. It's not oh. smooth. It's like little bumps, so it collects it real well. It actually does better cleaning than a regular Q-tip. You don't, you know, if you like use fucking ten Q-tips to actually get the job done, one foul swoop, this thing, baby, pretty freaking great. <laughs> and I haven't Kelsey's used makeup. Face. I haven't used the makeup one yet, but the ear one on point. Highly recommend all my eco-friendly bitches out there. Okay, <laughs> get this. This get the reusable silicone squat swab. EFB. <laughs> I mean, where do you draw the line? Where do you go? Hey, this has taken a turn from like I'm trying to help the planet to just like this is not okay. And if this goes in my ear and collects a bunch of the shit that you need to get out of your body, yeah. soap and water is not, I just, I could never, I could never. <laughs> you say it, that now, Kelsey, I'll talk to you in a year. <laughs> forever unclean. As soon as that thing goes in your ear, forever unclean. No amount. It would have to be like industrial strength Lysol. And then I don't know. I just feel like it's not those that material is not even meant for that it's supposed to be warm water and soap but that's not cleaning enough germs i'm mm, 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 mm. oh i love it I, i'm gonna what i'm gonna fucking grab it and take a picture and share it with everybody because i don't want to i don't want to see what's been in your less than less than 10 bucks and think about how much money you'll save on on q-tips for the rest of your life it's a win-win better for the environment better for your pocket for your wallet how many q-tips things. are q-tips? you burning yeah. through <laughs> I, I spent like eight that, bucks I, my whole life. Exactly. There's that great Sebastian Maniscalco joke where it's like the band-aids. It's like you buy a box of band-aids and you make that last a lifetime. You leave some of those band-aids for your kids after you die. Like yeah. they're, that's how I feel about Q-tips. I'm like, I'm not burning through these. I burn through them. I burn through Q-tips. I clean my ears relatively frequently. You know, you're, so you're not like, actually supposed to do that. I know. I mean, I don't like real get in, really get in there, but mm-hmm. I will gently get that mm. stuff out. And then mm-hmm. also, I mean, I don't really wear a lot of makeup, but anytime I also use them to get sleep out of my eyes, you know, like get the crusties out of my eyes when I wake up and stuff. I was, I'm a big Q-tip person. So this, this purchase made sense for me and anybody else who <laughs> connects with it, highly recommend really great purchase. hundred percent. It's just I can't so wait to hear. Oh, go ahead, Kels. <laughs> no, go no, ahead. No, no, you go. I would just say it's so interesting when you can have so much in common with people and then you find out like these small <laughs> details about their life and you're like, wow, I would never in a million years, like when I, to get sleep out of my eyes, I just, when I rinse my face in the morning, <sighs> I just use my fingers and do it then. I don't use like separate tools. Yeah, or like a face I don't towel. Like using, yeah, I don't yeah. like using my fingers on my eye. It freaks me out because I'm like, oh God, my hands are just dirty. I'm going to get a freaking sty. So I like to use the Q-tip. So you like to use your Q-tip that's been inside of your ear and that's reusable. <laughs> no, separate ones. Two separate. separate ones. One for my eyes, one for my ears. Do you want me to get them real quick? They're right no. there. You want to show I see them? Actually, you know what? Yeah, because YouTube wants to their- see it. They come in their own little case. I'll be right back. Don't you worry, okay? okay? I'm not as horrified by this one. I'll be honest. I'm more freaked out that she's still cutting her own hair <laughs> than I am about this Q-tip thing. This Q-tip thing, I'm like, that checks out for me. The, um, the hair cutting is like, you know, bad for her appearance, but like, I'm concerned <laughs> for her health. You're talking shit. We are talking shit. Okay, I'm concerned for her cute. health. Look at how cute this um, little... This little, what do you call it, uh, thing is, little case. Oh, that you pull is it cute. Out. It's a fucking cute, look at how, okay. Do oh, you it see, looks cute. Do you see how it's bumpy? So mm-hmm. it gets shit, and then you rinse it with water, clean it, dry it, and you put it back in its cute little fucking case. Look at this. Freaking travel friendly, all these things. I am, and we're Don't not Don't say travel. 
I feel triggered. Triggered. <laughs> Don't say travel. Look at this. This one is the makeup one. Look, you got the this edge and the Ooh. that edge for makeup. And that's oh. got the little bumpies too? No bumpies for the makeup one. No bumpies. No bumpies. Bumpies for the ear one. Boom. Cute little cases. Mm-mm-mm. Send me the link. I'll order some of those. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm turning Taylor, baby. This is that actually, yeah, this makes it. sense to me, this one. Yeah, there we go. Kelsey, maybe you'll, maybe I'll get it for uh, your next gift. And it'll it's hard be, because we've given you don't so waste much. waste your money. I will not use it. <laughs> it'll just show up on your doorstep. <laughs> it's, it's so funny because we've given you so much shit for doing your own hair. And then the pandemic hit and now I'm like, fuck, I should have learned how to cut and color my own hair. Hey, you know where uh, you can you can watch my DIY video, Taylor, if you need some hot tips. You know that's, that's always, true. I can always a resource for you. Um, yeah, <laughs> no, so, no one watched that video. No one. That was my um, that was my treat yourself. So <laughs> I'm disappointed in both of you. That's all I'm going to say on the matter. Um, I have um, I have a little bit of like um, a treat yourself gone wrong, which I guess is like a treat yourself turned into a defuck. I um I bought a, a hat on Amazon and some of you who follow me on on Instagram may have I seen <laughs> I've seen it may have seen um the journey with my new um my new loved one in my life this hat um I you know I'm I'm a 31 year old lady and uh, I'm I'm trying to take really good care of my skin especially living in LA it's it's getting hotter and I was like sometimes sunscreen. It, it, it does fade off and I use, um, I use retinol, to, which makes your skin more sensitive to the sun. So I was like, I'm buying a hat and buying a sun hat. And, um, the pictures they showed for this particular hat on Amazon were very chic. So fashionable. This girl is so fucking cute. Like has like little, little daisies on her dress. I said on the Instagram post, it looks like she sells like, like home grown sunflowers at the farmer's market. Like just beautiful. Yes. This hat, she is working this hat. And when that thing showed up and I put it on my head, it straight up looks like I poked my head through a tortilla. Like, and I'm not saying that to try and just be funny and it's an exaggeration. Like it, that's what it looks like. It's a giant, like when you go to Chipotle and you want a flour tortilla and they throw that fucking floor mat of a tortilla on the grill, that's, it just sits on my head like that. And I took it out for a walk. It was windy. The top flipped up and almost flew off my head. It was, it's, it's been an adventure and people are sending me so many giant hat pictures and like <laughs> memes. A guy turned me into the Tapatio hot sauce man. Amazing. What? Amazing. Amazing Photoshop. <laughs> I have like the grumpy cat face. Oh my in god. In the sombrero on a top of two uh, hot sauce oh, bottle. It's so funny. Um there's there's more I'm sure there are just more journeys and adventures ahead of us, me and this hat. But um I mean it is doing its job. It's protecting my face from the sun, but I was hoping for it to be a little bit cuter and a little bit more stylish and um sure. can't have it all, Kelsey. You know, either protect the face or, you know, get something cute. <laughs> You know, it was the most upsetting part of all of this is that um, I went on a walk with Delaney and uh, I debuted my hat for her and <laughs> her, D- Delaney, remember who we're talking about here in terms of fashion, Delaney's first words were, well, I've seen worse. I was like, wow, this is bad. This has Ooh, to be hurts. so bad. A helpster sent me a direct message on Instagram. I was like, well, you know, it's bad then when that's what Delaney says. And I was like, yeah. oh, fuck, I didn't even think about that. Like this woman who dresses like a homeless zookeeper part time <laughs> is telling me that my hat is like, Ugh, like <laughs> you made me feel like you were like, I mean, I wouldn't wear that hat. And it's like, oh, if she wouldn't. <laughs> you know, it's I've like had that. some big hats in my day, but that one is especially floppy. And uh, there's just <laughs> no real shape to it. it. Like it really does. It's kind of like a a wet rag that you've placed on your head. But you know what? Yeah. yeah. When in Rome, Thank this you. is quarantine, baby. No, you know, there's no rules. Those, Nobody cares. 
<laughs> those pictures were cracking me up. I think that's the walk I slept through. And I yeah. was so sad when I woke up to your stories and learned that I had missed the tortilla. Cause you are you so, <clears throat> you are so fashionable and so much more knowledgeable than we Thank are. Thank you, Taylor. You're talking about me, right? Thank oh, you. That's, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> On Zoom, oh, it's hard to tell. I meant, you're mistaken. No. Yeah, you're, no, that's, I, I get that you received that. Give it back. Um, and so to, to have you, Kelsey, misfire so much brought me so much joy. Um, that one selfie you took looked good, though. You just got to <laughs> angle it. Yeah. Thank you. If you position it in just a way that, and then you don't move, which yeah. is the problem, because generally when you wear hats, there's some movement and some walking. Right. Maybe if you, tape, if you tape them up, like if you tape the rim up a bit. Yeah, you know? that sounds like it would oh, be. Yeah. Is, you are not helping <laughs> the situation. You, you go wait in the car while well, the adults discuss <laughs> how to salvage this purchase. Because I'm going to keep wearing it. I mean, it was like $26. I'm not going to return it. I'm going to wear it. But um, Tay, uh, next time we walk, you'll, you'll see it. Oh yeah. Excited. Get ready. It's. I'm going to make so many memes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so stoked. At this point I get, it's like open roast. I give people full permission. Like if you want to take a photo and, and roast, I don't care at all. It's, it is what it is. Yeah. I, we yeah. meet up. I'm just like, no, it looks good. Let me get some pictures of it. Oh, I'd like, portrait mode. I'd be like, I will never trust you again, ever. If you're like, I like it. <laughs> it yeah. works. I think it works. <laughs> it works. On, yeah. It's, it's a, it's a thing. So that was my, yeah. my journey. Good time. My journey. Did you it ever does. see Princess Diaries 2? Miss <laughs> there's that more? One? There's more than one? There's a second Diaries? one. It's pretty good. Oh, wow. It's pretty good. But there's a part where she's at like a garden event and she has a big <laughs> garden hat that's so cute and then she falls into uh, a fountain and she gets out and that's kind of what your hat looks like. It looks like oh, it's wet. It does always look like it's wet. It's such a, um, yeah, like a drowned um, rat sort of a look. By yeah. the way, sometimes on this podcast, it's just fun when somebody says a sentence that's just so on brand for them. And <laughs> you asking me if I have seen Princess Diaries too. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, of course I haven't. But of course you would ask me that. Uh, that have you guys done that on This Is Important To Me with Sam yet? A Princess Diary show? Movie? No, I made him watch 13 Going On 30. Classic. And it feels like I'm going to have to wait a while to throw in another one of those. Sure. Um, sure. And I don't want to make him watch if I know he's going to hate. 13 Going on 30, <laughs> I think, holds up. Cam DM'd me oh, in response and was like, that is not a good movie. It's a great movie. And I was like, <laughs> thank you. It's a great movie. It's cute. It's yes, fun. It, it inspired a generation of women. I mean, who has cute. not posted a 30th birthday photo on instagram with the hashtag 30 flirty and thriving <laughs> not me baby well <laughs> well this, this is 30 for me stuck inside <laughs> <Cam's> normally normally <laughs> right We're all losing our minds slowly so cute um do you guys have stuff to uh to plug and then we'll we'll peace nope out? <laughs> <laughs> okay nope uh just a heads up to our listeners the episode that is coming out next, we're going to have guest Ahmed Weinberg, who was our guest for the um, live at the San Francisco Sketchfest episode. Yes. He tested positive for COVID-19 um, and is recovered now, and he's going to come on and talk about his experience with us. So uh, I just want to give our listeners a little bit of like sneak peek, like get ready for the next episode, because I think yeah. it's going to be super interesting. Yeah. yeah. And then I just want to plug, I hired another cartoonist for Dick Spy Delaney this past week. Uh, very excited. Her name is Sarah. She's from Ireland and she lives in Berlin. <gasps> so my, Whoa. my Dick Spy Delaney team is officially an international team, which is cool. Really cool. Um, and so, yeah, now what's cool about having two cartoonists is that we can take more orders and now our turnaround time is a lot shorter. So if you'd like to order a dick cartoon and uh, throw some orders uh, Sarah's way, uh, go to dicksbydelaney.com. Let's show her. Let's show her a nice dicks by Delaney welcome, shall we? By just giving her a lot of dicks to draw. Oh, that's Love so it. nice. That's it. 
All right. Well, we love you guys. We're about to go record that uh, episode with Ahmed, and we will talk to you guys next time. Yes. Bye. 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 Thank you guys so much for listening to Self Helpless. We love you guys so much. There are a few different ways you can support our show. You can leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It really helps us move up the charts. You can also tell a friend about the show, post it on social media, and you can join our Patreon. It's where you can get bonus episodes from us and lots of really fun content and ways to interact with the show. That's at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. And if you go to selfhelplesspodcast.com, that's where you can get links to all of our individual stuff. Delaney, where can people find you? You can find me at DelaneyFisher.com. You can find uh, the online courses there, one-on-one creative consulting, watch my comedy special, and find Dicks by Delaney there. Perfect. Tay, where can people find you? You can find me on ttomcomedy.com for tour dates and links to everything else social media-wise. I am at Taylor Tomlinson on Twitter and Instagram. Perfect. You guys can find me at KelseyCook.com for all my tour dates. My Instagram is at KelseyCookComedy. Twitter is at KelseyCook. Uh, please be sure to watch my foosball web series on YouTube called Wrist of Fury. I've had Delaney and Taylor on together. It was such a fun episode. And you can download and buy my album Savor It on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you find comedy albums. We also want to give a shout out to our amazing producer, Lauren Mahoney, and our amazing editor, Emma Erdbrink. We love you guys, and we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.